and the beauty of that is when we are in our element that's when we've got gifts to give that's when we are naturally more generous that's when we're adding to a higher vibration which is really needed at this time so rather than fighting the system you know the choice is there to keep building on this vibration like you just said keep seeing things in the world that you want to see and put your attention there and we can really build this together hello and welcome to a handpicked life podcast this is a life and well-being coaching podcast exploring themes that inspire and empower you to get creative with handpicking your life Join us as we widen our parameters of choice, open up to possibilities and spark our curiosity. Let's dive in and create a happier, healthier world, one person at a time. So this month in our Ahampit Life membership and in the wheel of the year that we follow, which is our model, uh, Nature's Rhythms, we are coming into that time which is the end of autumn which is we've peeled back those layers and we've started to really get to the core of who we are and now as we end autumn and come onto that winter solstice we're really looking at getting to the essence and the core of what lights you up and what's driving you because very often in our lives we can get out of alignment with that and we can be doing all the things we think we should be doing as opposed to actually doing things because they make us feel good. And we only ever do anything because we want to feel good. So today uh, in our Hampit Life podcast episode, Leanne and I have a conversation about why it's important to really align with those core drivers and how we can do it and make it sustainable. Just before we get started, I just want to remind you that we have our free workshop coming up on the 4th of January that can that will show you how to really harness the energy at this time and make 2022 the year you want it to be. So all the details are in the show notes below. There'll be more on that later. But for now, let's crack on with the episode. So hello, Leanne. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. I've just finished a class and I feel I'm buzzing. Um, so today we're going to be talking about um, what's you in your element and that's the theme for our Hamfic Life membership this month uh, and also the theme of our Nature's Rhythms update, YouTube update that we've done. But we wanted to dive a bit deeper into this topic. It was funny, until I actually did this exercise, I was actually really living out of alignment with what I what lit me up and I hadn't I didn't really know and I know that that might seem really silly to some people but mm. again I always talk about this but um for me a lot of my journey was achieving ticking boxes and less about actually following that intrinsic reward and I got really disconnected from that and I've done a lot of work to bring me back into alignment and it was funny I did a similar exercise uh, to the ones we've been doing on the platform to this maybe about six months ago and what was so interesting for me to do was like right and I was doing this exercise and I could feel like you know when someone says like what lights your soul on fire like for me I was like ah oh, yeah like so it's like adventure and doing fun things and going out and connecting with people and socializing and I looked at that and then looked at my life and I was like I am not doing any of these things and it was so weird to see how out of alignment with it I actually was because I was like I've started a business, I need to focus on my career, I need to do these things that are functional and appropriate for right now and 
I completely lost that in that moment, even though I'd done a lot of work to get back to that and what I love. It's It was interesting for me to notice and also bring in small elements of things that so for example in my work life it's like I love fun and adventure and like being outward so it wasn't really necessarily about not focusing on work ever but bringing the elements of the things that lit me up into my everyday life and making it more adventurous and Mm. like I love astrology for example so bringing that because it gives me a really magical feeling so bringing like elements of that into my work instead so little ways that I could realign what I was doing in my everyday life with the things that were really giving me that fire if that makes sense yeah it does and I've seen that in you as well because I I can see you you can you can often get into that place of just doing 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 and and it dries you up and then the moment you go off and do something really fun you come back with all this sort of gusto and ready to do it so it's yeah it's great you can I can see that in action and how that when you do go to that thing that sparks you which often seems like the frivolous thing is the actual fuel that that allows you to to manifest to get things done and because I know for me I mean I'm similar I, I need a connection with people I need to um be laughing and celebrating and that really really takes takes me out of myself I'm also I also know that I need that quiet practice that somehow that drops me into like a feeling of I can hold myself well I'm not going to spiral out of control which which I can do when I when I when I go too much out there when I'm too outward facing so I think it, it is really important to find that balance. And I know when I when I did that exercise of what is you in your element and what do you spend time doing, I, I looked at it and I thought, yeah, I spend a lot of time trying to find boundaries and trying to get myself organised because I'm not a very organised person. But in actual <laughs> fact, I think you know that. Business partner. <laughs> yes. Um, what I find is if I do make time for those things that put me in my element I then have a clear head and I am better at organizing myself but what I tend to do then is is think if I just get this this and this done then I can do that Mm -hmm. but if you turn it if I turn it on its head and go okay no before I do anything I'm going to make sure that I've really fueled my soul then it really works for me Absolutely. And it's odd because like our society it really does value production and looking ahead at all the things that you've got to do, being organised, looking back and, you know, seeing what you've accomplished. And they don't often really revere that time where you rest or you're you're just having fun, you're celebrating. So if that isn't you in your element and I think it's important to understand that for some people actually ticking boxes doing lists get that is them in their element and it brings them a lot of joy and a lot of aliveness so it's so different for everybody and the more you start to align with that and you you, the easy way is to recognize well when do I feel really alive 
when do I feel? And that might be for some people a deep sense of fulfillment. For others, it might be an excitement. You know, it's it's we're, we're all so different. And in our society, we're very good at going, let's all get into this box. This is you when you're doing well. This is you when you're successful. This is happiness. And advertising is fantastic at packaging up happiness and going, you need this. This is what happiness is. It's all here. And actually, none of those things are true for everybody. And some of those things are true for some people, you know. So it's important that we do individualise when we come to things like that and being really clear and also respect that other people have have different needs and different ways to fulfil themselves. Absolutely. And I think it is also getting to the core when you kind of look at these exercises, it's exercise, when you look at what is you and your element, what do you love doing and getting to the reason why because often we can be doing something for the wrong reasons. Mm. And I think that sometimes you think that that is the thing that you love, but when you actually get to the core of why you're doing it, you're doing it for outside approval and not really for that intrinsic kind of feeling. Um, but we've had a lot of conversations about this um, and I'd just quite like you to speak a bit deeper on this topic because um, it's something that obviously I've massively experienced living completely out of alignment with what, what me and my element for example but well can you speak a little bit more on why it is that we get so out of alignment sometimes um well I think we lose one thing because we live in a real fast pace now and and whenever we're constantly in a fast pace then the stress response kicks in and then we go to safety so we're not we're not looking at what makes us thrive we just want to get through and so happiness is the first thing that goes out the window that's it goes off the list of priorities and we want to make sure that we wake up again tomorrow so we do the same thing and we stay alive and that is so natural um that that survival will always take precedence and the other thing is the way our society is structured you know already mentioned that we were really honor productivity and what tends to happen is people who do tend to get into leadership that build institutions are a particular way and they're very often personalities that are very strong and see things a certain way have certain values and then they're the ones that do write the books that do write the rules that do create the systems and then everyone's supposed to fit into that box and this has been happening you know for far too long now to the point that i think we are at turning the circle and asking is this really what i mean that, that as a life coach that's what i see all the time people are saying I'm I'm unhappy, you know. I I I don't. I've got. I've ticked the boxes. I've got everything that I was told, and our systems very very quickly take away our intrinsic reward. So we go really quickly from 
all of us as children did things because they felt good. We explored because we loved that expansive feeling of understanding our world. We would we started to dance because it felt great. When we first heard music, you it's a natural thing. If you watch any child, they do it because it feels great. They'll be giggling and laughing and and very, very quickly we we get praised. We get rewarded for behaviour that suits somebody else. So it's like there's good sitting, there's good listening, there's good dancing. There, and, and we get shaped in, in ways that what we're learning to do is I really must please my tribe. And that's very, very intrinsic in us to do, that we are tribal beings, we do want to belong. But in in our culture what we don't what we're not encouraged to do is have individual expression of well what do you love what do you love to do and we're very very quickly we want to get our kids into lessons and to to you know if a child shows signs of of really enjoying dance often we want to get them into a dance class to learn how to do it properly and we professionalize so much that it these things are not a joy to do just because we love to do them. I mean, I remember when I was a professional dancer and I loved it, you know, and I, I was competitive. And, and when, if I look at it now, it was all about, I stand on the stage and do something great and you look at me and you applaud, you know. And, and when I started doing dance classes where it was free dance and there was no... Well, there's no bar work. There's no no one doing floor work, and now there was nowhere to go but get. I couldn't get it at first. Yeah. I really couldn't get it, and I hated it, you know. And and something in me made me do it. And actually, what I realised I gained again was a. I think I'm a far better dancer now than I ever was when I was trying to be technically perfect. And certainly, a professional wouldn't agree. But I found my passion again and I realised that that had been chipped away through get the right job, the competition, the training. And that also made me look at, you know, if you look at our education systems, our work systems, which are full of jumping through hoops, you know, even praise. And there's nothing wrong with sharing an enthusiasm for somebody's talents, but we can very quickly get to labelling. You're very good at that. Oh, you've pleased me because you've drawn a beautiful picture. Mm-hmm. Not like, wow, look at that picture. I bet you love drawing that. Oh, I love watching you do that. And I love those colours. And, you know, sharing it with them and being enthusiastic is very, very different to, that's a very good picture. And let's put it on the wall and give you some stars and a certificate. Um yeah, I think I um, just want to add another layer to that as well. So uh, just from my kind of experience and the work that I've kind of done, um, for me, like I fit very well into a system as a kid and I feel like you had the opposite experience and we spoke about this loads. Um, but for me, I, I fit into a system very well. I understood mark schemes. I understood how to achieve and get the, the marks that I needed. And I never really did anything because I loved it, but I got I got the gold star, I got the good grade, I did this, I did that. And it was, for me, it was a very methodical approach to life. I think because I do have that kind of analytical brain, I can figure things out. So for me, I, I fit into the I fit into the box well and I ticked the box and then I got praise for that. So for me, I was always constantly 
following the logical thing and the thing that I got I got kind of accepted from my tribe from doing like I got the praise when I achieved the things that I was supposed to achieve and I for me I ended up going down a very very long path of just doing things because they made sense and not because I loved to do them and I became very very disconnected from that intrinsic kind of love and I literally got to a point in my life where I was like I used to be really jealous of people who had a passion and who did stuff like be like oh I could just paint for hours and it's like the best thing in the world and I remember I used to think I just don't have that with anything mm. I used to get so jealous and I can't I, for me especially because I fit so well into that system I can actually really see how it was bringing me how it was kind of really keeping me out of balance because it's that's what we always say isn't it when you have a strength which I do think I've got quite an analytical logical mind and that is a strength but it's also a weakness out of balance and it was so out of balance in a culture that was so leaning towards that personality type as well yeah 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 and I think there's nothing wrong with extrinsic reward as well it's having the balance but the intrinsic is far more important and I think spending time really understanding why you do things and being able to build more and more on the stuff that makes your heart sing even if you're not good at it even if nobody's watching you and praising you if nobody sees and in this culture you know of social media it's it's hard to to when when you when you look at what's out there and you're seeing constantly that everyone puts everything up there for the like, for the nod, for the yes, you're doing well. And and actually, the more you can withdraw from that and go, you know, what if nobody was looking? What would I do? Would I carry on doing this? You know, often we think we're in a job that we love. Would you do it if you weren't getting paid for it? Would you, would you get... Are you naturally drawn to those subjects no matter what? You know, in... In um, some tribal cultures, there's no word for work. Life is life, and you do what you do. And that's an interesting concept as well, because we're also taught work is something you do, and then there's pleasure, and we compartmentalise life. But in actual fact, in order for life to be joyful and for us to be generous and connected and sharing our gifts with the world and genuine you know genuinely being present we we need to have that that fuel that really fulfills us we need to feel happy we need to um be able to give something i just wanted to add to that as well actually what you were saying about the things that you know doing things just because you love them but then also, I noticed that we can really get stuck in boxes. Like, for example, we actually, again, had this conversation the other day. But for me, I traveled for quite a long period of my life. And I know you did too. And at this point, I, even though I love adventure and going out there and doing things, travel is just not that high on my list. And I think it's important to acknowledge that even though things light you up right now in this period of your life, it doesn't necessarily mean that that won't change. Yeah. And it's definitely something that I've really noticed is it's definitely a value that I have, but it's now that kind of adventurous side of me 
I, I've just got home and I'm kind of, I'm moving away from that at the moment and I'm going more inward. And I think that that just is, seems to be a natural progression of potentially the season of the year, but also just a part of my, the, a period of my life. Mm. So I think that even though we can do these exercises and get really clear on what lights us up, I think it's super important to make sure you keep checking in because yeah. they can change and you, you're not, you know, we're not still, we're not set in one way for our whole lives. And I think it's important to, to honour that and notice right okay is this still in alignment Hmm. yeah yeah definitely because and I think very often when that happens you'll find there is a label attached somewhere either you've given it to yourself you know I'm a traveler I'm I love going to nightclubs I do and sometimes you can stop and go oh god it's such a relief to not do that anymore (laughs) to just say to myself I don't like that you know, I remember when I first moved to Lewis and it was, everyone was like, bonfire night, it's amazing, it's amazing. And so I went to bonfire night and I was like, yeah, it's amazing, it's amazing. And I went the next year and I went the third year and I just suddenly went, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and, I, and I, it was such a relief to go, I don't like bonfire. And now every year I'm like, I'm fine, I'll have everyone's dogs at mine, I live in the country, I don't want to go. And it's it was so silly and it was that moment going why did I think I liked it? And it was like you're getting wrapped up in... And it is because I like parties, I like, you know, colours, and, but actually I really don't like combine <laughs> and I don't like the bangs. And so si- simple things like that, that, okay, you know, that's something once a year, but we can do it on a daily basis. And, you know, what it, taking a little bit of time to go... If I, if I didn't do that, how would I feel? And, and then you often get that pull. No, actually, I really, you know, my body wants to do this. And, and then, you know, you can get beneath the layers and realise, no, I'm doing this because I don't want to let my parents down or everyone's expecting me to. And the other good thing to do is watch where your judgments are. Because, you know, when you catch yourself doing something like, well, that's not you. What are you doing? You know, and then you're also saying we get really fixed and I'm expecting people to stay the same because it ruffles our feathers a bit when people, you know, step out of line. We've always got that thing in us where we want this illusion of control and safety and we want to know what we know and we want to keep seeing it happen. You know, I always find it every time they change waitrose around I get really annoyed it's like I don't like change you know it's just like it's, I want to go to that place and it's silly but it is that it, it's deeper than that you yeah. know it's just like I want to know what my life is and um you know and and also the the when, when going back to what I was saying about the praise and the reward those things get so embedded and I've just remembered a study that I really want to mention because this fascinated me but they they did something on this really lovely chocolate pudding um, and they took, they had three groups. Um, the one was a control group and one group, they, um, they gave, they gave them the pudding and they gave them tickets to the cinema for eating it. Another group, they gave them the pudding and they, gave them praise and the other group was like the control group just you know just eat the pudding so the people that were um sent the cinema tickets to go to they they ordered more they wanted more of the pudding they really enthused about it 
the people that were praised were next. I can't remember the percentages now, but they were next. And the people that were just given the pudding at the pudding, they weren't particularly... It was really delicious, you know, carried on with life sort of thing. When they invited them back the next time with no reward, no praise, the people that ate all of the pudding were the people that were left in the first place, a control group. So if you think about it, that was delicious. It was something they enjoyed, but they were given something for doing it. And when that thing was taken away, that was more important than the actual experience of eating. When the praise was taken away, the praise had become more important. Now, you'd think with something like a pudding, surely that wouldn't work, but it did. You know, it really showed that we can so often, even our senses of tasting, smelling, enjoying, feeling the joy of movement can so quickly get taken away by putting the attention on the outside that that's really sad you know so those people might may not have known whether they liked it or not or if you keep giving them the films and you keep giving them the praise so you know and it just shows that we can that can even take away just the pleasure of living um in order to gain something and, you know, without a doubt, our culture is, that's a constant message, you know, whether it's programmes, it's films, it's the media, it's advertising, is do this and please everybody else. And and it does pull on. There is a really important part of us that we we are tribal. We do want to connect. It gives us a sense of security and joy and happiness but what we take away in our society is the diversity, you know, just being you are lovable how you are and what you your uniqueness is what connects us, is what brings us into um, that tribal place where we complete we complete each other, you know, and and how and. The damage that gets done is that we, you know, a lot of people don't know what they want or what really makes them happy. And, you know, as a life coach, I definitely see that. It takes time to dig down and go, you know, but hang on, no, that's what your mum said, that's what you were told, that's what you're now worrying about what people would say. What do you want to do? Mm. What is it? I think that it is really re- exciting and refreshing to see, though, that we are kind of moving into a bit more of an age of individualism, mm-hmm. particularly with stuff like the gay rights movement, with Black Lives Matter. There's so much there's so much momentum building yeah. behind people just being exactly who they are. And it is we have a long way to go, but it's really refreshing to see yeah. that there's a yeah. lot happening. Yeah. And I think it does. It starts with the question. It starts with an unrest. You know, and often we're we're taught to get rid of the unrest in some way, you know, whether we just ignore it or we drink it down or eat it down or, you know, we don't self-indulge it. But actually that unrest, if you think that your body is always working for you, even if it doesn't feel like those, those uncomfortable feelings are the, are the ways that your body wants to talk to you and is saying, oh, this isn't right. I don't like this, you know, let, there's, there's something more. And I think the more we start to drop down and just inquire a little bit and bring in more of what nourishes us, then it snowballs. You just get an, a natural 
pace and way of being until you do raise your happiness set point. You know, and they have shown that there is a happiness set point that, you know, most of us, even if you win the lottery or something amazing happens or something tragic happens, after about a year, we tend to go back to this, our default setting, our way of being. But we can raise that and and keep it a sustainable in a sustainable way so we build on feeling more joy and more contentment and the beauty of that is when we are in our element that's when we've got gifts to give that's when we are naturally more generous that's when we're adding to a higher vibration which is really needed at this time so rather than fighting the system it's great to know and it's great to dive back and go oh yeah I've told this that and the other and then move through that story and take yourself to a different place and all the answers are there you know the choice is there to keep building on this vibration like you just said keep seeing things in the world that you want to see and put your attention there and we can really build this together so somatics specialist and pro that you are um do you have any um so obviously we spoke a bit about having that self-awareness and that importance of keep checking keeping on checking in and getting really clear on like what it is that lights you up what kind of practices and exercises do you recommend for people to kind of incorporate into their daily practice so they can really align with this and make it more of a habit on a default setting as opposed to just getting through ticking those boxes and kind of almost disregarding the the things that really light them up i think you know if i was going to put put it in a nutshell any practice that brings you into the present and then dropping down into your body so you practice awareness because one of the things that really takes us out of a line is the fact that we we're not aware until you're aware of something we tend to ignore it or disregard it so any practice where you're dropping down into the body that that you know five minutes of just deep breathing every day where you're checking in how do you feel where you may do a yoga of slightly yoga, longer yoga practice. It might be gardening for you, but not doing it in a way that you've got, this is where I do my list of things to do, and this is where I really feel the soil in my fingers. This is where I'm breathing, I'm noticing the shape that my body's in. If there's one thing I could say, that when we practice just being present just stopping through the day taking a few deep breaths looking around you at the colors notice how you feel and that's a very simple start to giving your body space to be able to talk to you and then when you bring that quality in more and more you may notice that you feel uncomfortable you might notice that you're thirsty. You might notice you need to get outside and maybe just do some stretches, open up your body a bit. Um, so, yeah, I would say just as a start, anything, even if it's a few minutes a day, if you can do it a, a, a few minutes, four, five, six times a day, just pause, drop down, start to have this dialogue with your body of really... We don't get to know ourselves, you know, we ignore ourselves mostly. So 
the more you get into checking in with that and having somebody that's got your back, that you've got your own back, you know, you're not you're not looking out on the outside for that. Practice that, you know, and, and every time you repeat that, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger until it becomes a quality that's just with you all the time. Yeah, and I just wanted to add something to that, actually, that um, I do quite a lot, which has really helped me, is having a clear intention behind everything I do. Mm. I think there's a very, very different... Um, experience of when you go into a yoga practice like oh, I've got to do yoga now as opposed to like, oh I'm so excited to nourish my body yeah, because yeah. even when I just literally change the reason I'm doing it in my mind it has a completely different effect on me yeah. um, so that's been like the most powerful thing I think just pausing before I do everything and checking in and being like okay why am I doing this yeah what is it actually giving me yeah uh, that's been really amazing for me and also you're you're practicing there focusing on on what really brings you joy because again we often do things I've got to exercise because I've got to lose weight or you know I have to go to bed because I've got to get is this the have to's got to's the shoulds the shouldn'ts and even a simple exercise of looking at your have to's got to shouldn't shunts and asking yourself but why do I do this mm -hmm. why and re is there a reason it starts to bring meaning into your life and if it's that lousy job you do that you absolutely hate and feel trapped in, just start by saying, what does it bring me? Does it bring me a roof over my head? Does it allow me some money so I can do X, Y, Z? And, and this isn't about accepting and staying put, but that very first step starts to give you the message, I'm in control, I'm making choice here, these are the reasons, and then it opens you up to other possibilities. Well, if I'm making this choice and I'm creating this, what else is possible? And you start to notice things that maybe were there all along, but you haven't noticed before. When we shut down, when we just carry on doing what we do, when the focus is on the outside, we're on autopilot. We live in somebody else's life, basically. We're not in our element and when you drop down and you find your element and you really live your life from that place, then it's astounding what, what difference every experience you have. You don't necessarily have to change the outside. You start to experience things in a different way. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to remind you all that if you do want to go any deeper with this work, we have our free Nature's Rhythms course, which is on our website. So please do check that out and it will give you tools and tips and somatic practices to really tap into these different phases that we refer to quite often uh, here on the podcast and in our YouTube videos. Um, if you want to go even deeper with this work, uh, we have a free workshop coming up on January the 4th. In January, there can be a real collective force and jump into action at this time with New Year's resolutions. And it, we are still in the depths of winter and the, that energy and that force to kind of support us at that time isn't available to us. So in this workshop, we're going to dive deep into tools and tips and things that you can do to really support yourself and give yourself that staying power to really make your intentions happen in 2022. So all the details are in the show notes. Make sure you sign up. Everything is on the website. This workshop is also the launch to our membership, which is going to be opening for one week only. 
And our membership gives you a really strong framework to keep you on track to handpicking your life. We have monthly coaching calls to keep you checking in and on track. We have weekly classes to really align your mind and body and specialised workshops where you can really layer in new tools that will support you on your journey. So if you want to know more about that, all the details are in the show notes and on our website. Check that out, sign up to the waiting list if you want to stay updated with our opening dates and we will see you next time on the Handpicked Life podcast.